What's happening, everyone? Saturday morning. Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 116. Dan, we are just one episode away from 117. Yeah, I'm And you know it's going to... It's going to be a Halo blowout. We're doing three hours of just Halo next week. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's gonna be, yeah. Exactly. It's gonna it be, does. It's going to be you talking for three hours and me going, yeah, I agree. So. All right. So back with my uh, weekly partner in crime here, Dan, who's free to play this week. Is it just this week? Or are you going permanent free to play? It's permanently, man. Okay. Um, yeah. Like on, on PC, on Xbox, on your phone, whatever you want to do. I'm free to play. Love it. <laughs> it's been that way for years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, yet, and yet there's just, you know, there's no one in line at the arcade. There's no quarters off or anything. You're just standing yeah. there waiting around. You just can't see the quarters. <laughs> there. Uh, and joining us for the first time this week is Wandering Dutch. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We have another person who likes Gears and Halo on the panel, which is always oh, yes. good because got to counter. You know, I I think going forward, I'm just going to make sure that uh, every guest loves Halo, so that way I can always <laughs> outnumber Dan, and it can always be enough. <laughs> I don't not like. I have to explain it every week. I don't not like Halo. I just don't play it. Very hey, much. We, we did this last week. Play. There's yeah. no need to be upset. Calm down. Know. Yeah, we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see Diego, I see Matt, I see Lucky Paul. What's up, guys? Walter, good to see you. Um, Walter, who I keep forgetting, is Elu's brother, by the way. I've uh, been playing some Rocket League with him. So, nice. All right, uh, let's get into it. So, Dutch, we like to, um, every time we have a new guest, we kind of go through gaming history, you know, kind of what got you into gaming, favorite things, that type of stuff. Yeah. So. If you don't mind, um, what? How did you get kind of started into video gaming? What kind of kicked it off for you? A, a couple of things, to be honest. A couple of things. Um, in video gaming specifically, I used to go around to my uncles when I was was younger and play on the the, the Super Nintendo and the SNES, NES, Sega Mega Drive, all them things. But um, my father was a very big tech head, computer geek. Um, so we had okay. a very, very old gaming PC with the original GeForce cards, uh, everything built in like that. So nice. I was all, it's always flight sim and point and click adventures and well, you name it, everything was, everything was played. You used to come back because you work in the airline industry. So you used to come back with boxes, oh, okay. full, boxes and boxes full of games wow. to install awesome. and go back. So Did you play the old uh, King's Quest and Space Quest and those games? Everything you name it, you name yeah. it. I was having this discussion the other week. Actually, I used to play. Um, it was called Little Big Planet. I think it was called, or Little Big Adventures, or something. Little Big Planet was the PlayStation one. Little, yeah. Little Big Adventures, than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be. A, I used to obviously things like that. It's it's still on Steam to this day. Actually, I didn't think it would be there. It's that <laughs> old. <laughs> but wow. yeah, it's everything. Everything you name it. I've had pretty much every console under the sun as well. Apart from I'm not. I'm not old enough to have like all the cassette player consoles and things like that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm too too young for that. But no. <laughs> Everything I've had the, the original game board trying to play that thing in the dark. Oh, yeah, possible? yeah, get a flashlight, and, yeah, S street lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, pr pretty much everything. So, I've, I've played them all Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo Switch, uh, the 2DS, I've, Xbox One, Xbox 360, the variants of 360, yeah, all the, all the variants of one from the big chunky thing to this, the S, the X. And custom versions that I've got: uh, PlayStation um, One, Two, Mist Three, 
straight onto four and four pro. Um, okay. So yeah, pretty much anything and everything. Yeah, you didn't you didn't miss a whole lot with PlayStation Three. That no. was a it wasn't a so, good effort from them. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've heard. So I've heard. It, yeah, yeah. That was uh that's a whole nother topic we can get to. I was actually talking to Carl about that last week, just the architecture of that system and it being kind of a mess. That was Sony at their most arrogant. They basically yeah. said PlayStation two dominated, we can do whatever we want, and the market said, uh, no, you can't. Yeah, it was like six hundred at release or something, wasn't it? It was something yeah. stupid. Yep. And it it didn't have all the major games. Like people forget that Mass Effect didn't launch on PlayStation Three. Bioshock didn't launch on PlayStation Three. Skyrim was broken. Um, a yeah. lot of the major major games from that generation just didn't work right on PlayStation Three because the architecture was a nightmare for developers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, it's a crazy crazy conversation. But well, cool man. Um, so if you had to pick a um, if you had to pick a favorite platform, and it can be PC or a console, what's like your your favorite thing of all time? Uh, console, it's just Xbox in general. Um, mainly, it's just yeah. the the full infrastructure of Xbox. I think. Um, uh, again, I've played on. I started on uh, actually console gaming, f- official console gaming. Started on PlayStation. Um, went on to PlayStation Two, but then played Xbox Three Sixty. That's when it really hit home, and so yeah. many fun, so many. And it's it's more nostalgia for me now because it's so many full times, um, fun times with like Gears Online and. Halo Online and Co-op and yeah. you name it. Every it was it was the Co-op experience. Really having s- like stupid fun, even on two v two rank matches on on gears, but yeah. with four friends. So we used to just like rip each other. Like as soon as the <laughs> round had finished, it would be like just taking the mick out of each other and, and just it was just fun. But then it's just built up like friends list is built up over time and game yeah. catalogs built up over time and now with the way that they've built it so that you literally lose next to nothing from your history of, of Xbox. It becomes yeah. so much more of a platform going forward. It's much easier. People people talk about backwards compatibility, but really if you're if you're an actual gamer, you do want to jump into old games from time to time and just play them again. So Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing Thanks. Halo C E again as we speak. Yeah, I was playing Master Chief Collection yesterday as well, going through Reach. <laughs> yeah. Reach again. Awesome. Yep. Cool. And then uh, what's so I know you know big Halo head, big Gears head, but you like some other stuff as well. If you had to pick a yeah. favorite series, what would it be? It's always the Final Fantasy series for me. Okay, cool. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Uh, I've played again, played them all. I've had uh, even though, and this is this is kills me to this day. I had all of them on original release, all CDs, all of the covers. I've still got all of the boxing and everything for all of them from start to finish. But I had a CD folder that kept all of my PlayStation CDs in. That's went missing. Wow! All of yeah. the Final Fantasies from one to nine have disappeared. Oh man! Oh man! That, that kills. I've still got the CD cases for all of them, but none of them have got CDs. <laughs> How does that happen? That's terrible. It's through. It's through moving at some point. It's okay. just vanished, and it it kills us. Because if you have a look at the cost of each of them, if you try to find them these days. Like a cost oh, of yeah. Final Fantasy Seven by itself on original, it's like ninety to hundred by itself. Yep. Yeah, I've got I've got that one. I've got Tactics. Tactics used to be worth a ton until they did the whole greatest hits and remastered it. Yeah. Um There's a there's a few others <clears throat> I have too, but yeah, I got rid of most of mine. It's it's always sad when you think back to. Whoa! Oh, he's muted. You yeah, muted hey, yourself. You muted yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no mic. I gotta. So that's twice now. I've touched the cord on my mic, and it's so sensitive that it, it screws up. Okay, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is your All right. So, what? What is your problem? I don't know. I, it's, I blame the mic. I'm gonna go with blaming the mic. Why not? Well, what's what's your what's your favorite Final Fantasy then, Dutch? Ooh, good question. Ooh, now this is uh, there's always it's always usually between the between three of them. Everyone goes for either six, seven, yep. or or nine. Yeah, my yep. my favorite has to be nine. I think nice, story, good man. Story good for that, story for that is always captured me a bit more. I've got more fonder memories, even though seven was brilliant. Uh, nine, nine stuck with us more. I remember just getting in. I was I was still in school at this point. Getting in from school, the first thing I do is run upstairs on my shite little TV with built-in cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, putting on man. Final Fantasy 9 and playing it for hours and hours and hours. I just remember that game so fondly. So, yeah, 9 all day, every day. That's awesome. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say 7 and then I was going to have to go on a rant, but we, we avoided it, luckily. <laughs> on that note, on that note as well, uh, having 7 Remake hasn't clicked with us. Oh, really? Didn't yeah. enjoy it? It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just this... Obviously, they've changed up the story elements and the yeah. fact that it's in, in chapters and in... in episodes and things like that doesn't it's of course i'll have to get used to that but overall it just isn't it isn't hitting the same strings as the original has hmm interesting because i know dan dan you really enjoyed it didn't you i did you know it was more like a you know in the vein of like 15 for me because just because of the gameplay aspects really See, i love so, 15 but seven yeah. i don't know something something it, it's a lot it's a lot tighter too you know it's not you know it's mostly corridor it's not it's not yeah so and, and plus you you've got that nostalgia factor where you know you're you're so fond of seven as it came out you know originally that it's you know if you mess with some greatness you know it, it's 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 tough man it's For tough sure. it is it is there's one there's a few niggly bits on it that that are getting on me nerves and audio is one of the worst parts about it for me if I don't know whether or not anybody plays games statistically with headphones on but when you've got the headphones on it's more noticeable. When you're walking around the, when you've got a party full of characters behind you, and you're walking around any location, depending on where that character is, depends on how much you can hear them. And if they get really close to the camera behind you, they start shouting at you. But if they're yeah. the miles in the distance, <laughs> you can barely hear them, and it depends on how quickly you go. So you miss half the half the okay. stuff that they talk about. Yeah, that's so true. So audio wise, it's just I'd rather be able to, regardless of where those characters are, just be able to hear them crystal clear and not have like a location deficit on them. I, that really bugs us. There was a game I was playing recently, and I can't remember what it was now, but um, it's like you hear them if you're right next to them, right? But as soon as you get a little further away, it pops up a little side thing. So you can hear them the same volume at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how it should, that's be, how it right? should be. Yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. But it, honestly, it, it's so distracting because you're like walking around and you hear the conversation normally, and all of a sudden it goes really quiet. And you're like, what? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't... I. So Final Fantasy, I would probably say six is my all-time favorite, but nine is up there. Um, and as you said, those are usually the ones that kind of are at the top of the conversation. But I, I'm yeah. one of those weird people who loves Final Fantasy but didn't really like seven, even when it first came out. Um, yeah. So um, and so the remake I didn't play, but I know I know uh, Dan played it, and Bert, who uh, is on sometimes, he really liked it. So it seems popular, but yeah, it's you're messing with a classic. So I could see yeah. if. Uh, really adored the classic it's kind of hard to relive that greatness i guess but then even then i, I really i really love 15 and that was yeah, a big okay. 
a big Marmite game. That was a either you love it or you have it. <laughs> no one's getting that reference in this audience. No. So it's yeah, it's it's a hit 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 or miss. You can either love it or hate it. Yeah. That's I, great. I, love that, I love that game. I love the open world aspect of the character building, side quests, everything that went with it really. The story, of course, you can tell it, it, it had been done over ten years because it was so big and vast and the story was so detailed at the start. You get in the final couple of chapters and it's like corridor. We gotta finish this. Yep. Interesting. What's up, guys? Good to see everyone, man. We got uh, we got Native, Indy, Mariano, as always, Walt, man. Uh, Kadrian, good to see you as well. So what's up, guys? All right. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? So real quick, uh, and, and I know you give a shout-out on this later, Dutch, but uh, you just started your uh, own podcast with a couple nice. of guys from the community called The Midweek Mix-Up. And if I've got this right, uh, just for our audience, Dutch, it's Wednesdays, but it's 2 p.m. Central because you're obviously in the U.K., yeah, um, which I think is eight PM your time. It is, yeah, eight PM, eight PM UK. Okay, uh, nine PM Central Europe and three PM Eastern. I do believe it is. Yes, yeah, that would be right. Yep. So that's cool, man. Congrats on launching that. You know, launching a podcast is always interesting. Uh, we always joke yep. here that you know we're on one sixteen now. I've been doing it for a few years, but um, our first couple episodes were just. You go back and look at them now, and we're just kind of. It's a mess, um, and I joke that we we have an episode zero that we never even published. It's just hidden on our YouTube channel. One of these years, maybe we'll we'll release it or we'll react react to it in the background. Yeah, yeah, that that's actually a good idea. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, it was just Bert and I, and um, oh as you can God. see, both of you just sitting like that <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, so that's cool though. Congrats on that, and uh, how are you enjoying it so far? Uh, good, good. Actually, I'm I'm learning quite a lot just because I, I take part in a lot of uh, a lot of different podcasts and things like that. And to not just physically being there, but just watching a lot of podcasts and yeah. especially being in the background. So I'm picking up a lot of kind of tips and tricks from you all. Um, things like video intros and, and overlays and how to kind of uh, present things and questions and structure. So yeah, it's it's all learning, but. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Like you say, there's quite a bit of topics to get through. I think one of the more difficult ones is once you've covered something, then it's think, thinking of different um, different topics to go into for the next week, or depending on how many episodes you've got for each week, it depends on the topics and yep. what things you might not want to rehash. Like especially since last Thursday, I've been on that many different podcasts. It's, right. it's all it's all been very. What happened in the showcase? What are your thoughts on the showcase? What happened in the showcase? What? So it's like, right, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Wilmy's Wilmy's just completely went off. <laughs> yeah, they do that. They do. Yeah. That. We, we had like twenty minutes of being serious, and then after that, the entire two and a half hours after that, we barely covered anything. <laughs> yeah, we were, Dan and I were laughing because we're like, damn, it's got to be late for Dutch too, because they're a nighttime podcast, right? Like, so that was. It was like half three in the morning when I got done. Yeah. No, I'll be, up at, I'll be up, at, up at six for work. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that's cool, though. But congrats. So everyone watching, now, if you haven't checked out Dutch's uh, YouTube channel, um, I, I think, Dan, you tweeted it out earlier, and I'll have yep. it in the in the notes as well. So be yeah, sure to check that. that out. No worries. No worries. All right. Let's get into it. The 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 uh, news here that Dan has been waiting for. It's Craig yep. time. This is where I check out. 
<laughs> no, it's uh, it's funny because we talked about Xbox Showcase uh, last week with the Lords and stuff, and obviously Halo Infinite was a big part of that. So I didn't expect that we would come back this week with Halo Infinite kind of being the main topic. But because of the news that came out yesterday, it just kind of is. So here we are. Yeah. Um, so the big news is Halo Infinite uh, can confirm is going, the multiplayer component is going free to play. Um, they also confirmed other things that I have bullets on here that we'll touch on, but uh, 120 FPS on Series X and obviously probably PC. Uh, there's a new Forge coming. It's going to build upon the Forge that they grew in Halo 5, which is already ridiculously impressive. Yeah. There's also a brand new Halo HCS coming. Dan, what's HCS? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Halo I Championship didn't. Series. So new yeah, Pro League. Yeah. I know you're going to be tuning into that nightly. What, esports? Yeah. And when the hell have we ever talked about esports on the show? Know, we don't, but no, I mean, okay. it's Halo, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, new Halo Championship Series and uh, 343 also confirmed. If you weren't aware and don't follow this stuff like I do with 343 and Halo, they have an internal pro team. So, they have pro Halo oh. players that actually work at 343 and help tune the multiplayer. They host events, they, you know, they compete, they do all this stuff. And uh, they have also uh, confirmed that they've developed a new pro team for Infinite and to help with, you know, they've been working on multiplayer, but also going to lead the HCS into the future as well. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, guys, uh, the impact of free-to-play. And I know I tweeted out about this last night because this is a huge, huge deal. And I don't think people are giving it the credit, or maybe I'm making it out to be a bigger deal. I don't know. But I don't think people are giving it the credit that um, it deserves and, and really realizing the impact this could have on the market for Xbox as a publisher. Yeah. Um, so open to kind of conversation here. But uh, the first thing I kind of want to st start on, right, is that uh, if you think about all the major multiplayer games that are out right, out right now that have tens of millions of players, whether it be Fortnite, whether it be Apex, uh, Call of Duty Warzone went free to play, right? Separate from Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, what's the other one? Overwatch uh, went free to play. I mean, there's just a million examples. Even Rocket League is going free to play next month. Oh, really? or this month now. Yeah, they're going free to play. So, I mean, all these games have found this foundation that works where it's free to play. Because you get you remove the barrier of entry, right? You just say, "Here, go play the game," and then you really drive uh, home with a battle pass for for revenue. You drive home with a battle pass customization, skins, yeah, yeah, skins, you know, things of that nature, which people just eat up. Yeah. Um, and so to separate, Halo's always been a package deal, right? Campaign is hugely important, multiplayer is hugely important, and if you mess up either one of them, the Halo community's pissed off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a, a fact yeah. of nature. So the fact that they're taking multiplayer out um, and saying, even with Game Pass, you'll be able to play the whole the whole package, right? But even if you don't have Game Pass, even if you don't have an Xbox, you'll now be able to play Halo multiplayer is a huge, huge thing forward. And it goes from um, opening up the community to imagine if they were going like the PlayStation model where they said, okay, to play Halo Infinite multiplayer, you'd have to buy a Series X, or Lockhart, whatever Series S ten turns out to be, you have to buy that console and you have to buy Halo, right? Yeah. Your user base potential in the first six months would be what three to five million tops. Yeah. That's if everyone bought the game and system. Um, here on day one, your user base potential is hundreds of millions of people um, because you're on PC, you're on Steam, you're on Game Pass, you're on Xbox One and you're on Xbox Series X. 
So it's uh, it's an incredible move for me. I have already been speaking for a while, but I think just this is going to bring Halo back into the limelight in a way that we haven't seen probably since I'd say like Halo 3 MLG era, uh, where it kind of like led the world in esports and, uh, you know, viewership. Yeah. You go ahead, Dutch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, free, like you said, you mentioned there with all the different games that are free to play at the minute. Um, there isn't really, I think it's an ex a very, very smart move on their behalf. If you have a think of opposing platforms as well, there's nothing to compete with that on opposing platforms outside of the already free to play third party games. Correct. Yeah, nothing um, first party. Nothing first party at all, or even comes close to first party. Mm -mm. Um, but then you've brought into the mix for the first time ever simultaneous release on PC and console for both online and single player. Mm -hmm. um, but the free to play aspect as well, whether or not it's going to be a separate download, which obviously it sounds like it's going to be a separate download from, from the whole campaign. Yeah. Uh, like yep. I say, it just opens up such potential for that in, in terms of tens of millions of, of, of new players. Um, I think a few, few of the, of the more, um, shall we say seasoned, Die Hard Halo online players. Good word. Good word. Nice. Are <laughs> <laughs> very much uh, are worried about playing with uh, what they class as noobs um, and, and new new players because they wouldn't they worry it's going to kind of mess up the online scene. And but end of the day, if 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 you are as good as you see you are online, then that's just going to be target practice, isn't it? So exactly. Yeah. The, rank, <laughs> the ranking system should be hopefully will be. Uh, deep enough and kind of, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, developed well enough, right, to separate those. Because yeah. the other thing with Halo is, as you likely know, Dutch, and, and guys listening who play a lot of multiplayer in Halo, it's a it's a very deep and very uh, challenging game. And the, the skill curve is, is no, very, yeah. skill gap in Halo is huge. It's bigger than games like Call of Duty. Um, it, it's just there's so many more variables to Halo. And so what I've always found is that when you try to get new people into Halo, because they get in and there's so many nuances they have to learn and they can get smashed so easily by good players or, or kind of players who have done it a while, it kind of turns them off a little bit. And so I'm hoping that the free-to-play aspect and they have some kind of entry-level skill ranking system for new players to kind of guide them into it more because it is not just a run-and-gun, point-and-shoot fastest game. Um, nope. which Call of Duty kind of appeals to and some other games it's, appeal to. It's kind of a mixture between between your running gun, uh, a little bit of doom in terms of bouncing around like a madman. <laughs> yeah. um, again, you've got multiple variants of, of uh, weaponry. You've got, again, depending on map size, you've got vehicles then as well. Um, whether or not it's short term, long term, whether or not it's there's so many, like you say, there's so many variables on on online playing Halo. So many, and the, the learning curve is massive. Yeah, uh, you will get you will get absolutely wiped out if you, especially the first few times you played it. Yeah, yeah. One of the interesting things I used to have this uh, not debate, but I used to chat with some friends who are really into Call of Duty. And don't get me wrong, I like Call of Duty. I have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of hours in the various Call of Duties. Um, but the thing that one of the things I always point out that people don't think about between a game like Call of Duty and Halo, right, is in Call of Duty, when you see an enemy across from you, it's point and shoot. No matter what gun you're holding, it's point and shoot. And it's really whoever aims fastest and pulls the triggers fa trigger fastest that's yeah. going to win that battle 99% of the time. Yeah. In Halo, 
there's a whole nother aspect of it because you have the shield dynamics, which are very different. And they, the shields are impacted by weapons differently across, you know, all the different weapons that Halo has. But you also have to analyze what weapon they're holding because what you do next depends on what weapon they're holding. Uh, yeah. If they're holding a needler, you know, the needles have an arc on them, right? So you know that if you move a certain way, you can make those needles miss. If they're yeah. holding a plasma pistol, you know that the, the green gun shot that's going to break your shield moves at a certain speed. And you, if you move the right way, you can avoid it. And it's just, it's a very, very deep multiplayer game that <clears throat> new players uh, tend to struggle with. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, from that immediate, I, they're going to hit millions if not tens of millions of players out of the gate it's going to be interesting to see how many players stick with it in the longer term to me one of the things i noticed as well and i don't know i'm trying to find the article on it but uh <clears throat> could it, and this is just again just uh i don't know whether or not it's part of halo's official announcement or anything like that but they mentioned that there wasn't going to be any microtransactions in there at all or loot boxes no loot box so no paid loot boxes they confirm that yeah, so is it, are they just going to go focusing on things like skins or... Yeah, so what they money? said... All they if, it's, if, it, if it's free to play and separate, they surely they'd need them. And it sounds stupid trying to advocate for it, but they'd need <laughs> to make some profit off of it to keep yeah. it running properly. Battle yeah. Pass. So they're going yeah. Battle Pass route. So, you know, what we've kind of seen at the standard, whether I keep saying Call of Duty just because it's kind of the best comparison, right? But if you look at almost all these games now that have Battle Passes, they're about 10 bucks per season, yeah. right? And it gives you a way to earn all these unlockables. And there's a free version and a paid version. And I would presume that's what they're going to do um, along with what we've seen other games do now is even if you have the Battle Pass, if you want to advance levels in it faster, you can spend extra money as well. Um mm -hmm. But they said the customization is similar to Reach. So if, if anyone's not familiar with Reach multiplayer, you had uh, all these different armor sets and pieces. You know, you could piece on like different shoulder pieces or uh, leg pieces or helmets. And, you know, they're probably just going to really expand all these kind of customization options. And yeah. the, the other thing I was thinking would be interesting, they haven't said anything about this, but I would like to see them go like Gears a bit where you go into the lore of Halo and you start to allow unlockable characters. So like, you know, blue team characters, right? You could be Fred or you could be Linda or you could be all these famous Spartans from the comics and the books and everything else that Halo nerds like Dan really like. You know? Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea who those people are. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Dan, this is a good conversation for you really because you, you would have owned your, your Game Pass you yeah. play Halo anyway, right? You're not right. typically a Halo multiplayer or multi competitive multiplayer guy to begin with, as we always joke. Right. Does this entice you any more to play, or are you still of, uh, it doesn't matter, I'm still not really interested? No, I'm not. I'm not, but here's the thing, though. I mean, if you're, I'm not into any multiplayer, though, to be fair. You right. Know, so there's, there's, I play very, very little in any kind of multiplayer, um, except for maybe co-op, and even that, not very much. So this, not really, I've played some Halo online. What I got out of it, and I think I'm, my kids are past this point, but when they were a certain age, I think it was three with Forge, when uh, it, that was, we used to play and make our own maps and do all that kind of stuff. That was super fun for us. And okay. we played, you know, split screen or split screen co-op and, you know, we'd yep. have a ball. So that was more my, my, you know, my forte, I guess, but I tried a little bit of a multiplayer. I'm just not good at it. So it's just not fun for me. And that's sure. not 
you know specific to Halo either. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much every game. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think it's a good move for sure to go free to play. Um, but the key is to come out with a product that is going to be that doesn't have issues. That's what we sure. want. We want to see as, as fully realized, you know, as, as as you can. You know, not maybe less like how Gears Five launched with their multiplayer, but just like a full suite of whatever you know you, you're going to have planned for it. Have it ready to go and have it working really well. And you know, it's it's going to you know with with all, that many people and bringing in that many more people, it's going to be a push on those servers for sure. Day one, yeah. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> to watch but you know i mean if anybody can do it it's microsoft right so one of the key things i've taken from it is is the 120 frames that they're pushing for the multiplayer awesome. it's awesome but how they're going to balance that on xbox one infinite and pc yeah yeah xbox one will be 60 again i mean if if they do like halo 5 it was 60 yeah. with obviously lowered resolution then, right? then you've got the massive advantage yeah, yeah. i think on series x and pc yeah. yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, that's why I'm and, buying a Series X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I mean, it, but just getting into like just the engagement numbers, you're you're gonna have a huge, huge. You know, just for the the PC players alone, you're talking millions of people. You know, you've seen how well Master Chief Collection's done as soon oh, as yeah, that went it, on the it's just boom. Every time they release just a single new title, yeah, it jumps yeah. to the number one yeah. again. I, I can't say anything bad about you know what their their game plan is here. It's it's fantastic, you know. And this is you know it, it's got like you said, it's got that kind of Fortnite model, that kind of you know Halo or a Call of Duty battle royale model. You know this, the the battle pass seems to be the way to go nowadays. I mean, I can't you know this is going to sound super hypocritical, but like the whole skin thing um, when you're playing a first person shooter. I mean, it, I don't get it, but at the same time, I've also spent almost $100 in Sea of Thieves, so I really can't speak on it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Like, why would you buy skins? And I'm like, ah, wait a minute, I do that all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it'd be, it, it's, they've got, a, you know, obviously they're going in a whole different direction than yeah. right now, a totally different direction. Whether it's better or worse, that's subjective. I don't know. You know, we'll see how it turns out. But, I, I don't think know. it's better or worse for either. To be fair, I think they've both yeah. got to have a separate game plan, otherwise they just get stale. Oh yeah. yeah. If, if one one company wants to go like Sony do, want to go through these epic cinematic experiences from start to finish, then keep doing that. It's where your bread and butter is. Yep. Go for it. Yeah. Microsoft clearly want much larger engagement numbers, and they showed yep. that at the showcase. They just they want so many variable outputs. You can. You want a story gameplay, a story game. You want a shooting gameplay, that. You want a racing gameplay, that. If you want a pirate, Sea of Thieves, play that. If you want, you name it, they have it, and that's what they're trying to push. If you, yeah. whatever you want to play, we've got that kind of game, so go for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I mean, and, and you can't put out, you know, this is the way this model is going to work. You know, it's not like with how Sony's doing it, where you've got, you know, now this, the Last of Us, and say Ghost of Tsushima, that's that's kind of anomaly, right? You don't usually get them releasing that close back to back. Yeah, right. so you, seven you, year you, games back to back. Right, yeah. you, you at the best you're probably going to have every you know six months for quality stuff. You know, so so between that time, what do you do? You know, battle toes, baby. No, <laughs> you know, I was, I was kind of, all day long. I was down on that game. I was like, oh wait, you know, we can play together and play co-op. No, you can't. can't no, you can't. It's couch. Yeah, it's that's yeah. ridiculous. But different anyway. topic. <laughs> Different topic, right? I mean, I'm like I said, this this is 
I, I can't see anything bad going on. Assuming that they launch in a, in a good state, that this is this is going to be massive, massive for uh, Microsoft and huge for the Halo community. So I'm yeah. pretty excited for them. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Dutch had a, a very good point there around. Um, you know, I, I people continue to think this is some site, sort of uh, console war, and we hear that all the time. And they're doing this, and Sony's got these cinematic games, like you said, and story-driven games, and Microsoft can't match that, and blah blah blah. But the gaming industry is big enough, and we keep saying this, right? Big enough to easily support success for Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Each of them are making billions and billions and billions of dollars, and I think that's only going to continue to grow for each of them. I don't think there's, you know, we keep saying there's not one approach that has to work here. Microsoft's model is completely different from what PlayStation is trying to do, and that's okay. Uh, yeah. It's especially okay because we own them all. So, yeah. the game, <laughs> you know, it's, it's there's so many options on what to play. I think it's fantastic. But I saw someone, I think it might have been Chloe Briel, actually, who said, and, and it's a very valid point of, We've heard for years around why doesn't Xbox have an experience like uh, Last of Us or Uncharted or whatever. But the counterpoint is Sony doesn't have a Halo. They just don't. They don't have anything in their in their portfolio from first party, like you said, Dutch, that can um, give you a full suite experience, the campaign and that multiplayer. They, that game that's going to be played for years on end and streamed by big streamers across the world and played in all these different environments um, that's going to have same, a competitive you've seen this game with Gears as well? You've seen the Gears? Sea of Thieves? Well, look what Grounded is doing this week. Grounded. Oh, <laughs> it's just a preview game. No one game. expected that. No one oh, expected I know. That. It's just a preview game, and it's crushing it. It's number one Mid seller one, on Steam. And, one million sales in 48 hours. Yeah, for a game made by 12 people. Yeah, that's only on Steam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so that doesn't factor sorry. Game Pass, Xbox sales, anything oh. else. I, you know, I still want to see some really good story-driven experiences too. You know, I don't. So do I. Yeah, yeah. So do I. You know, Not, I think Obsidian's going to be you know Obsidian's going to be one of the crown jewels in in Microsoft. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but is going to be a system seller. Yeah, Avowed. Um, I, I don't think that the two are disparate, right? They don't have to be separate ideas, and I think that's what. Um, Phil Spencer and others on the Xbox side have said is that now that we have this depth of talent in the studio pool, we can continue to make these interactive experiences like they've done well for a while now, but they can add the fables, the avowed, the in exiles working on a triple A RPG compulsions, working on a single player story game. You know, I think you're going to get both now, whether or not they're all the way up to the quality of what we've seen out of Sony, who knows, but um yeah, I think you'll thing, get that. Thing. Like, like you said there, though, the difference in in Sony and Microsoft is Sony have an abundance of uh, creators like Guerrilla and Kojima and all of these different studios and Sony Santa Monica all making these action adventure cinematic epics, but they're all very much centered around the same kind of game. Very Microsoft, similar. Microsoft have went around the opposite way. They said, right, okay, we've got this studio that can make this time of game. We've got this studio that make this kind of game. We've got this studio, which is actually making two different games, but are using assets from both, i.e. playground games. Yeah. Open World, Forza, Horizon, and Fable. Yeah. So two, but they've got two separate teams. You've got Obsidian, yep. they've got three games out at the moment, and yep. are continuing to develop all three of them. And then you've got... Um, you got initiative they haven't even shown yet. Yeah, don't even know what they're playing at. You've got Ninja Theory have three games in the works. Yep. 
You've yeah. got, but they're all all completely different styles. Like there's, yeah. there's no one game is exactly the same. And you've got all your little kind of uh, indie indie titles as well yep. that they're pumping out left, right, and center. Yep. I think uh, to Dan's point, Dan, you said something about like six months, right? With these, whatever the big experience would be. And, and uh, Phil's actually commented on that, saying that basically they want to have core first party releases every quarter. So, I mean, that's a that's a bold statement, right? That to is, say that, that you're going to have a maybe sure. not triple A big budget, right? But you're going to have a solid first party release. Uh, at least once a quarter. Never mind all the indie stuff and smaller stuff like Dutch was talking about. And, so, and you know, yeah. like when you guys were saying, you know, I mean, it's really not them competing with each other anymore. You know, and I think that's why part of it, you see all these marketing deals with Sony and Call of Duty and games like that. It's because they don't have the Halo. They don't have yeah. something like Grounded. You know, they don't have those first party games that are going to pull in that multiplayer base. So, you know, I mean, and, and really, in, in reality, you know, Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, all those games are the ones that are going to be pulling people into the ecosystems for the most part. But, and maybe, like I said in the article, all those single-player first-party games as a group, yeah, they'll, 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 that, that's, that's something to tempt somebody with. But they don't have that, what Halo is going to try to be. They don't, they don't have anything like that. But at the same time, Technically, they're not competing with each other, and I think this really shows that fact. You know, they're going, Microsoft's going in a kind of a different direction, but also is going to have, like you said, Ains, those single-player experiences. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't care. You know what? This is awesome. Forever. Just more games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, I, like August, I looked at your, the August releases. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm done. I got Mafia. I still got Kingdom Zanger. <laughs> yeah, and I, I forgot Mafia on that list, too. Yeah, I'm Kingdom still working through Ghost of Tsushima as well. I haven't Me even, too. I haven't even scratched <laughs> the surface on that. I literally just got through Act 2 on my second playthrough on that game. That's <laughs> <laughs> you like it a little bit. You like I, it a little yeah, bit. It's, it's definitely – it's just so much fun to play. That's it. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean I, it's, not, it's not a it's, – it's not that masterpiece game, but it's just – it just kind of hits me in the right spot. Yeah, it's good. And, Steve, good to see you in chat. He said, you mean Killzone isn't a Halo killer? No, no. That was uh, branded wrong from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although, you know, I'd like to see, I think it was Carl maybe that mentioned uh, Resistance. Yeah, I'd, I'm one that would like to see Resistance come back now that Insomniac is a first party over at uh, Sony as well. Love Resistance. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, anyway, I think, you know, when you add all these pieces together and look at the total vision for Infinite, I'll end on this, right? If you look at free-to-play, Xbox One, Series X, PC, right? All the opportunities there. You look at all the streaming that's going to occur. You look at it being on Steam. I, it's going to be number one on Steam for a while. I guarantee that. Uh, it's going to be streamed by millions and millions and millions of people. Um, it's going to um, forge, right? So like uh, you were saying, Dan, the forge community is bigger than people think, which means yeah. a ton of custom crazy-ass games that you'll see in Halo because people make some crazy stuff in forge. Um, so that's going to be popular. And then uh, you add esports on top of all of that. This is going to be a major, major, major release. So I'm pumped. Uh, I think the thing most exciting for me is that the more people supporting Halo, the more people playing it, the more they're going to support it long term, right? So that you just continue to play it. I mean, Halo 5 is still played today, five years later, and that was just an Xbox One release. You know, it's just the multiplayer is that good. Um, so, yeah. You know what I really miss from Halo? Hmm. And I think Ains, you might miss it as well. Remember the old Red versus Blue series? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wish that come back. That <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. Funny. 
that yeah, Ro- that was Rooster Teeth. Yeah, yeah. Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So so Bert, who uh, you know, guess used to be on the big cast and guest sometimes. Now he lives about ten minutes from them. For really? Rooster Teeth. Yeah, they're in Austin, Texas. Um, get, so. Give them to put in a word. Get that red versus blue back up there. <laughs> get it going. That was so funny. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if Halo Infinite is going to be as big as we're talking about, it wouldn't surprise me to see some of those things come back. I mean, you know, you never know. So, all right. Um, moving uh, on to a different game that we've been a little more down on over time, but I think it's starting to turn that corner. And, Dan, I figure you can speak a little more about this one than I can. Sure is uh, we saw more on Avengers this week. Uh, We got the second War Table live stream, and we saw um, a little more about what's coming in the game. We saw some of the DLC plans. We saw Hawkeye, who people seem to be excited for. I I don't know why, but that's me. Um, (laughs) But we also have the beta coming Friday. So only, uh, you know, next week here, we're going to get the beta on PlayStation 4 if you pre-ordered. So, um, you know, Dan, I have to ask, are you, you playing on PS4? I already, yeah. I already got the got a pre-order. Like I said, you know, I said I think a few episodes ago. I'm just gonna go with whoever's got the damn marketing rights for these third-party games anymore, unless <laughs> I'm starting to, you know, unless you start seeing like a huge leap in, in you know, where where they're that differentiated between consoles. Uh, but I really, really want to play this, you know, I, and I love the Avengers. But at the same time, like you said, Ains, I wasn't very high on it going into it until this week, where it looks like they've actually you know, they're explaining it a little bit better. It looks a lot better than it has. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be good. <laughs> I want to see what this beta is. Um, and I mean, I'm already kind of locked in because I pre-ordered the digital version, but um, it is what it is. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Hawkeye can suck one. I don't really care about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were so many other ones to pick from, like Black Panther or anybody else that's not Hawkeye. So, I mean, it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I guess it fits more of the, you know, the MCU where you kind of bring in that last guy that, you know, was was in all the movies. It's kind of I was going to say, yeah, people probably have that familiarity to him. Play at that. That's fine. You know, whatever. But I mean, he's not like super exciting. I've got enough people that fire bow and arrows in my game. So, you know, (laughs) I don't need any more, but I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll probably write something up, you know, after I play it and kind of get a quick thoughts on the beta for the site and. You know, see what that is. It, okay. It, it looks like it's 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 hitting at the right time too. It's hitting at a time where, you know, we you know, Cyberpunk has now moved. Thankfully, you know, yeah. so I'll actually be able to invest some time into it and see how it is. We'll see how they how they do it. Um, I'm a little concerned with like the microtransactions still, but we'll 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 play around and see what we can do. I I think that's the first time I ever heard you say, "Thankfully, Cyberpunk was moved." Yeah. That's the only time. I mean, for, for their sake. Not for yeah, my yeah. Sake. <laughs> at the same time, the Avengers would just wouldn't even be played. That that's, yeah. that would work. So yeah. So it definitely looks like the games come around a little more. You know, I'm not too interested in it, but it, it looks better than it used to for sure. So uh, what's up, GJ? Good to see you, man. Uh, Dutch, any interest in this? Do you get into the superhero thing? You looking forward to this game at all? I'm not. I'm not. To be honest, uh, I mean, I haven't. I haven't played Spider-Man yet. But it is okay. on sale on uh, on the summer sale on PlayStation, so I think I'll pick it up just to see what it's about. Uh, but I'm not a massive. I, I don't. I love the superhero films, but okay. game wise, nah. Okay. Never been my thing. I have seen a little bit of a, a little bit of a kickoff on the Avengers thing and, and how uh, messy the the kind of equipment system is. Yeah. That that thing looks a mess right now. I think they need to simplify <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I. D- I- 
it just I think Steve kind of nailed it here in the chat. He said, I don't think they really knew what they wanted to do with this game and then have started to kind of hone it in over the last year. It feels feels like one of those games that's been in development a long time and they're trying to get it to come together at the end. Whether then, or not then, it will. then they're seeing all of these different online specific games mess up in certain areas and thinking, right, okay, we now know what we need to avoid and then haven't then reiterate on things that they had already implemented and then change it closer to the time. So Yeah. Yep, very true. Very I'm true. I'm glad you can play single player or don't have to play single player. You know, you're not locked into like a forced online co op or anything like that. So, yeah, I, that, that kind of lifted it a little bit for me because um, I, I, I was a little bit worried. I wouldn't have pre ordered unless they said that. There would have been no way because I've been like, I don't want to beat scrubs. You know, they don't know my powers. They're out of the damn minds. So, we'll yeah, see. we'll see. I'll, I'll look forward to your because I'm not pre-ordering or playing in the beta, but I'll look forward to your uh, impressions, Dan, because I think the PS4 beta is this Friday, then I think it's PC and Xbox the following Friday, and then I think the Friday after that it's open beta, so anyone can play it, but that's obviously going to be two weeks later, so by then we'll kind of hear more about it. Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right, so we've got August gaming events coming up, and I figured we'd touch on these because, um, you know, as we said, Xbox Game Showcase, we covered that. We obviously covered PlayStation Showcase. The Ubisoft Forward event wasn't really what we were looking for, although seeing Valhalla in action was really cool. Uh, but I think uh, we are going to get another Ubisoft event. We're going to get another Xbox event. We're going to get another PlayStation event. And so, you know, I was kind of thinking through what we'd like to see from Ubisoft. So let's think about all the things we didn't see in uh, the last Ford event and really all of their kind of games that have been hiding for a while, right? So we've got Gods and Monsters. We haven't seen anything from Beyond Good and Evil 2, which, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, they just announced a yeah. Netflix series? Yep, anime or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a something regular series. It's something on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's Splinter Cell so, 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, and Splinter Cell, right? Anime yeah, series, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what everybody wanted. <laughs> hell out of here. Skull, Skull and Bones, they've apparently rebooted, and they're changing the whatever the hell that game is um, from what I played originally. And then Far Cry 6, uh, we haven't seen gameplay yet. We've only seen the cinematics, and then, of course, Splinter Cell, which uh, who knows at this point. I think we've all given up hope. Um, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, what do you guys want to see from this event? Is there anything on this list that really strikes home with you, obviously, other than Splinter Cell? Um, but is there anything else that you're expecting? I don't think I'm expecting anything else, but uh, I'd be good to see Beyond Good and Evil 2. Okay. I'm really interested in that. Gods and Monsters look fun, but I think uh, Skull and Bones, I, I think, especially, I mean, you've played it, but from what I've seen of it anyway, it's simply ship combat. It's just pulled straight out of Black Flag. It was very similar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I think, I think they might have learned straight away there that that market might have been extremely small and might need to elaborate a bit more on that world before yeah. they kind of push it out a bit um so i'm not i'm not massively up for skull and bones to be honest i think sea of thieves has done so much in its area the whole pirate adventure both ship battles then you've got arena mode in um and sea of thieves now which is yeah. simply all ship battles You've got you've got an abundance of different tasks, and I think when Skull of Bones looked at it, they thought, "Yeah, this we're not going to have much here. It's maybe it's a little bit more realistic art style, but I don't think they've got the the kind of depth in the game that really would have kept that thing going for a while." Um, 
be nice to see Far Cry 6 gameplay. Um, Splinter Cell's more of a meme than anything else now. It's like having, <laughs> half, it's like having another Half-Life 3 thing again and not being VR. Very true. Um, so, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to hold my breath on a, on a Splinter Cell. Uh, but I'll be I'll be happy just with more more info on Gods and Monsters, uh, some some gameplay eventually of Good and Evil Two and uh, Far Cry Six. Yeah, yeah. I think anyone holding their breath for Splinter Cell has died, and we can probably move on from that now at this point. Um, Dan, I know you want a Splinter Cell. Um, sure. What about this other stuff? Yeah, I mean, who cares if they put on Splinter Cell? I mean, I don't need <laughs> anime. Nobody cares about that. I don't need them to show up and you know. Sam Fisher to show up in another game. I just, I mean, at this point, like you said, Doug, it's it's a meme, and all that's I, what I don't want to see is more Assassin's Creed, more Legion. I want to see new stuff. You know, we 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 know all that other stuff is coming. We've seen quite a bit of it. You know, we haven't seen anything on this list. You know, Beyond Good and yeah. Evil Two. Who knows with that one? Skull and Bones. If they're revamping it, I don't think that's going to be out for another year. You know. And really, it's Far Cry Six, and they, you know, you, they—that was their big, big one last, you know, episode or last the last show they did, and yeah, you know, it, it's going to be Far Cry. It's going to be a first-person shooter. There's going to be towers, um, you know. I, I'm, I'm curious, yeah, animals. You know, you're going <laughs> to you're you're have outposts. <laughs> you're probably you're, a, in a, you're in a city this time, so you might just be able to go to the supermarket and get your stock up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see what they do with it. Let's, you know, I, I, but I'm I'm a, I'm a big Far Cry guy. I've always I've loved every one of them except for really, you know, New Dawn and Primal to a certain extent. It was all right. It was just they're still fun to play, regardless of the absurdity. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I always say, you know, you you want I, I like that familiarity of of those kind of games. You know, I, I don't care if they have to, unless they're going to come out and really change the whole you know dynamic of the mechanics and stuff then yeah, yeah really just just come in and you know show us what it looks like and that's what we've been missing really from any one of these events that anybody's been doing we haven't seen anything that's gone hey this is next gen stuff so yeah, something I mean, that really blows us away right well, I mean, very reserved haven't they? Very reserved. It's insane and frustrating when you know <laughs> guys that are going to be spending all this money on a system, you know. I mean, I know that's not maybe Xbox's play, but PlayStation needs to, you know, go come out and say, hey, we've got something more than Spider Man, which is awesome because I love Spider Man, but also Spider Man Day today. Just, you know, throwing that what? out. Hashtag. What's Spider Man Day? It's Spider Man Day. Why? I don't know. No clue. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, all right, Spider Man Day. It's Spider Man Day is August first, Spider Man Day. I'm just telling you, man. It's okay. trending right now. Just it's for- trending as we speak. Okay. So, Here's me looking at Spider Man Day. I'm just like, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, come on, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe have that Far Cry Six gameplay look really, really good. I mean, that's that's what I want. You know, I don't want. And, and normally it does. It's just I want to see some good graphics. I want to see you know what this is going to do on next gen systems. So show yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's funny you're joking about Far Cry, and we we've given Far Cry a lot of shit. But here I am. I've ordered the collector's edition with a mock flamethrower. You know, what you did. Just, of course, just to put it in the gaming room for the hell of it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like the story setup they've had anyway, right? With uh, yeah. the the villain, and I just hope that I hope they do a little something different. It could be fun being in a city, and you know, um, I don't know. Just show us something different. That's all. 
and make sure, for God's sake, it takes advantage of the Series X and the PS5. So that's the we, key. Man. Yeah, we did. We did hear that Watch Dogs is um, is going to have that patch on the Series X, but also getting ray tracing as well on Series X, yeah. which yep. could be cool. So, Great. all right, yeah. For me, I don't. There's nothing too big on this Skull and Bones. I was actually pretty excited about, even though it was very Ubisofty. Um, if it would have been like a pirate uh, kind of adventure in the vein of Assassin's Creed. But then, you know, I think the overlap there is just too close. Um, so that's why they're doing what they're doing. But to Dutch's point, like you guys said, it's like you've got Sea of Thieves, which is doing the pirate kind of service game. So they have to figure out now, right, how to differentiate it from that. Because you don't want to just come out with another service pirate game in the same vein. That would be a waste of time. So mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. All right, PlayStation. So PlayStation, uh, rumored right now, state of play is um, next week. So uh, somewhere between August 5th and August 11th is what I've heard. Whether or not that's true or not, we'll see. Um, but obviously we don't have, you know, for either next-gen console, right? We don't have price yet. That's obviously the biggest factor. We don't have release date. And we don't have any confirmed uh, launch lineups at this point either. Um, both Sony and Xbox have also said that they have other games that they have yet to show. So for, if you know, we talked about, uh, you guys both just said, we haven't seen anything that's really blown us away. It feels like uh, in some degrees they're still holding back a little bit. For you guys to be kind of pleased with PlayStation coming into the fall with the PS5, what would you like to see out of uh, their next event? I need a launch lineup. Yeah. I need something to entice us to get the console. As it stands, if, if you're not a superhero fan, why would you get the console? That's what it is right now, man. Yeah, Miles uh, Morales is the big one, yeah, and I have no Miles, interest in it. Miles Morales and Godfall, which seems just like an iterative version of like a Destiny hack and slash. It looks, it looks poor. I was hoping for big things out of that game when I heard about the concept, right? Like ARPG, class building, and then they showed the gameplay, and I was like, oh, boy, this looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I need I need something. I need like a we we have a shady roadmap ish from PlayStation, but there's still nothing big. Wow, that's been shown for me. There's no there's been nothing to entice. I'm going to be getting it anyway. It makes no difference. That's <laughs> <laughs> too. Yeah, but from the for the average consumer, when you're thinking of what to get with the next console, you need what you're going to go on launch day and just pick up Spider Man and then what? Yeah, especially if it says. The type of game we're hearing, right, where it's more of a, uh, 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 God, what's enhanced, enhanced yeah, thank, version of the first. Yeah, thank you. My mind is kind of off, right? Like an Uncharted Lost Legacy. It's not like yeah. a new, fully built um, entry. It's more of a sidestep. So you know, whether it's ten, fifteen hours, whatever. But that would be pretty disappointing. They do have. We know they have a timed exclusivity on a couple games like Deathloop. I'm really interested in Deathloop, but mm -hmm. again, Deathloop is not a system seller by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, and is that a launch title? Supposedly. Yeah. They haven't. It's Bethesda. Okay. It's Bethesda. So mm -hmm. they haven't confirmed it. Um, it so we'll see. The thing with from from both and like I say on PlayStation side, but from both we haven't we haven't seen a definitive launch lineup. We know we're no. getting. Well, at least on Xbox, we know we're getting a big, big, big first-party title at launch, even though that's cross-gen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's definitely a, di a difference maker at time. Uh, but we assuming... also have we also have the medium, which is a launch title. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Super excited for the medium as well. I was so you guys. Last week. The what? <laughs> so I was until last week when I. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't realize it was a horror I game. Was, I thought it was more like. 
like Evil Within ish, but not That's as That's a horror game. Yeah, but I played that one and it wasn't too bad until um, I got to uh, halfway through and I was like, oh, I'm done. I, can't I don't think you'll, I don't think this one will be too bad for you if, if you can play it Evil Within. I think it might be all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know what? It's more of a, it's more of a psychological horror. It's more of a yeah, kind of going yeah, between two worlds that, and puzzle solving and things like that. So I think it'll be all right. Yeah. And you know what, Dan? Fine. It doesn't yeah. matter because Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. Game Pass. Just play it. Yeah. Just play it. <laughs> that was another one of my points, actually. PlayStation at launch, you, it's it's a very costly launch thing, regardless of the cost of the console at launch. You're yeah. going to have to fork out for the console. Plus, and in fact, depending on the size of the internal memory, potential external memory you're going to need to get, because 825 gig isn't helping nobody. No. No, very true. They, they actually then, something to launch. Cost of, yeah, exactly, exactly. At least Xbox have got that peripheral ready to go. Yeah. But then you've also got the fact that you will have to buy those games separately at yep. 50 to 60 per game. So that's already hundreds you're spending at launch on top of the cost of the console, whether that's a $450 or $500 console. You still, the, the cost and cost and cost is going up and up. So the, the requirements to start the new gen really puts more onus on PlayStation to have something more substantial to offer at launch. Yeah, that's true. That you've got to present some sort of value there, right? Because the value yeah. proposition on the Xbox side is ridiculous, yeah. um, and you you know as well you as get, I do. We've, we've it, talked. It'll be completely missing a trick on on Xbox's side if they don't launch every console with say even three months. Game that's Pass what I was just gonna say. Yeah, we've talked about that. I guarantee it's at least three months of Game Pass that's gonna come with any new Series X or whatever, because you which just means you get the console and, done. You don't have to worry about getting launch games. You just yep. have them. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different proposition. I agree with you. And like I said, for us, it doesn't matter. I'm um, buying them all anyway. Um, yeah. But as Dan said, the interesting thing I find about PS5, especially with, uh, and you mentioned a touch around uh, hard drive space, right? 825. So assuming you take the operating system out of that, you're probably looking at 700-ish usable if it's like any other traditional drive we've yep. seen right uh maybe high 600s which freaking war zones like 130 gigs by itself right now never mind siri uh you know ps5 and series x enhancements so yeah that leaves you there's no first party support for external um drives which leads you mariano which leads you at uh which leads you looking at third party drives but they have to be up to ps5 spec which means either there's going to be a very limited selection and even if there is one that you can find it's going to be pricey Right. Yeah. Um, not that the Xbox one's not going to be pricey. I'm sure it is. But it, it definitely seems like a a very old school thought mentality around launching a new console. It's this is a completely new platform, new generation, and you need to buy everything new. Really, yeah. the only thing that's going to work going into next gen with PlayStation is um, your uh, accessories. So like your controllers, they've confirmed. But even one. But even then, even if they do still work, they have also reiterated that going into next gen that all of the games will be built specifically for not only the console but for the controller yeah so you're going to miss out a ton of features and a ton of things from the new dual sense kind of uh haptic feedbacks yeah the, the built-in microphone everything that is built into the new ds5 controller has been built specifically for all of these games that they're building so that yep. ds4 controller is going to be nigh on other than just getting around the game is going to be useless because it's not going to work with the, the features that it's been built for. 
Yeah, if they add, yeah, exactly. If they right. add haptic right. things. The only thing you miss now for on an Xbox is the share button. Yeah, which you can still share. You just don't have the button. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly right. So it, it's just interesting to me, and I think you're right. I think they, realistically, I'd like to see them have some other big title at launch, but I just don't think they do. And we've talked about this for a while, is that the timing of their first-party development didn't allow for that. Because if yeah. you look at all their first-party studios, you know, uh, we've talked through this before. Sucker Punch just released. Naughty Dog just released. Yeah. Sony Santa Monica is not ready. Um, yeah. Gorilla, who's the closest with Horizon 2, is not ready and probably won't be ready for even a year yet, at least. Um, what else you got? You got Sony Japan Studio. They don't have anything they've shown um, to come out uh, at launch. So it's just... Yeah, it's really interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious to see, because I think no matter what, just due to the strength of the PS4 and due to how user bases are kind of feel like they're staying more together nowadays, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how successful PS5 is at launch. I still think it's going to blow the doors off. I think they're going to sell all the units. I just yeah. don't know what that value proposition looks like. Uh, at the same time, I think they're, they're working around going to the next gens a little bit more. I don't know. I think it's a little bit more harsh on the on the extremely large user base they've built up. You can't just assume, and they want it to be the quickest transition from gen to gen in history. So you can't assume 120 million people are going to buy your console within the first two years. It's not going to happen. It's never no. going to happen. Sure. No. But they've also built up a, a segment of that user base, which is probably around the two million mark now, which is on VR, and they haven't mentioned VR at all. For next gen yet that's true that's very true maybe we see that in august so that's a good point right because we've heard about a rumored update to psvr 2.0 which i'm waiting for uh be interested in that so yeah um mariano thanks as always man got to give you the shout out um you said i'm showing this sorry need to transfer some funds thanks to dan i know dan spending all your funds man i gotta pull them <laughs> off the account follow uh following on uh dutch's comment will ps4 accessories work on ps5 like xbox one to xbox series x the xx um astro said they would so that's one i know because I have that stuff and I made sure I checked it out before. <laughs> I yeah. So I know official ones do, right? Like official yeah. PlayStation accessories. But I thought they said that anything that was officially licensed by PlayStation on PS4 will work on PS5, meaning like our Nacons would as well, right. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe that's the official word. But to Dutch's point, they're, they're changing the controller more than Xbox is changing the controller, which I think is cool. Um, and I'm curious to, to use the uh, DualSense. But it does. Uh, if games start using it, then obviously it creates a gap there. I've always and we don't know how much the dual sense is going to cost yet either. It could be a $60, yeah. 70 dollars control. Uh, I, th I think I'm thinking seventy with everything they've put in it. It's yeah, already probably. a fifty. I mean, the the DS4 has other than the touchpad and the speaker built into it. Yeah, there's nothing intuitive about that controller. There's nothing that pushes the price up, but it's still a fifty, sixty dollar controller. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you know you guys touched on a lot of stuff. I think to your point, Dutch, they're not going to just abandon 120 million players right yeah. off the bat. You know, they made that point that you know anything you know developed for the PS5, you know, the PS4, it was it July 1st or 3rd or something? I can't. July 13th or it's like a weird day. Yeah, 17th. Really, yeah, something really weird like date. Um, should be what, forwards compatible. Yes. Guess, yeah. Okay. So, you know, they, they know better. Even Jim Ryan came out and said, you know, we, we, we're not going to, this is what we're doing, but we're not yeah. going to just forget about all these players back then. You know, 
it, it'd be insane. You don't just drop your entire fan base and then just say, okay, this is, you know, you have to buy this, you know, especially when yeah. you don't have the numbers, you know, to sell. So I, I think a lot of, uh, we need to see games launch titles from both of these systems, you know, to push them. But at the same time, you know, Xbox doesn't really care if you buy their system, you know, you probably actually, sure. if you, if you invest in like a year's worth of game pass and don't buy the console, but you can play it on, you know, your PC or you can play it on your phone or whatever you want to do. You're actually saving them money in the end because they don't take a loss on the hardware. So yeah. it, it's, it's really, you know, I think when it comes down to, it, I think, you know, I don't necessarily care who's going to sell more consoles. I think PlayStation will off the bat because care. Most of the most of the people on there are playing FIFA. Most of the people, <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. I mean, that's the we, state of the world. Yeah, yeah, they're playing FIFA. They're playing Call of Duty. You know, they're going to probably stay with it. You know, crossplay is going to come in once FIFA goes crossplay. It won't really matter. Then you can go. Well, hey, look at we we, we haven't even talked about Lockhart potentially. You know, coming out with like a two hundred fifty dollars console. You know, and and now I can get it on here. For way way less, you know, if people wait to jump over, you know, and they say, "Oh, I can pay two hundred fifty dollars for this console. I can play with my friends on any platform I want to, you know, and and play with them from Xbox to PS4." You know, we don't talk about crossplay a lot, you know, but once they go over, EA actually does their thing, which I don't think it really matters to them. I mean, I, I would think that they would, you know, embrace that, but they haven't yet, um, probably because they just don't want to do a whole lot of work on these sports titles that you know are the same every single year that i still buy um yeah <laughs> it's it, it, there's there's so many things you know that go into it but we to your biggest point i don't know what the hell's launching except for godfall and and, and spider-man which great and then halo and the medium you know great but we've got to see you know six or seven titles that are going to be they're going to blow our minds they're going to say this is why you need to upgrade right yeah. now but I, I at the same time i don't think they're going to do it i really don't neither one of them you know with halo you know people are going to play that wherever they you know that's just a game that everybody's going to play on microsoft it's just yeah. going to happen so i don't know man <laughs> I, I, I want to see more i'm, I'm tired as, of it. as you're saying though playstation are the ones that need to shift units xbox yeah. don't care yeah exactly yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And the interesting thing, I don't know if you guys saw this this week, um, but did you see this? So this was an advertisement that came out and kind of the first one I've seen anyway that showed side by side that there's an Xbox copy, which will work on, you know, any Xbox basically, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's a PS4 copy and a PS5 copy. And the weird thing here is, is as you just alluded to, Dan, I would assume, and maybe I could be wrong, but... I would assume that uh, because of Sony's mandate, like you said, that anything after July 13th, 17th, whatever it is, has to work on PS5, um, that technically you could own the PS4 copy of that and then play it on PS5, uh, you know, supported, right? right? But I guess what they're saying is they're they're definitely drawing a clear line in the sand of we're going to have PS5 copies, period, uh, even on the shelves or even in the PSN store versus a PS4 copy. Whereas an Xbox is just Xbox. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's where the messaging comes in, you know. And that's, yes, we're, we're struggling so much with from both of these companies is just like get it out there and make it clear, and tell us your intentions or tell us what's coming. We don't have to have, 
you know, don't push something one month and then change your mind the next month. Or, you know, how is backwards compatibility going to work, Sony? Nobody knows because, <laughs> you know, I, I still will. Smart delivery is awesome. You know, you know why? Because it's actually concise messaging, you know, and, and it's not because, it's you know, you won't see that with PlayStation games because you will. They just won't have the fancy name for it. But at <laughs> least they're coming out with this and saying, okay, this is smart delivery. And everybody says, well, that's, you know, it is. It's just, it's marketing speak, but they've done a good job with it. But you have to do that, right? Because not everyone right. is us. You right. know, no, exactly. uh, not everyone is looking at this stuff day in, day out. Most people aren't looking at this stuff day in, day right. out. Just make so. it clear. So that, in that respect, Microsoft has done a good, very, very good job. PlayStation, I have no idea what they're doing yet. And I mean, that's what August has to be. I mean, you're running out of time here, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is the latest they've ever gone before launch. Yeah, 100%. It's just a, it's a chess match. They're just waiting for one to jump. Because Mike Microsoft... say it, for, for us, it's not so bad because A, sure. we'll be getting them anyway. Yeah. Regardless of the price ish to a point. If I mean, if it's a thousand quid, that's a bit, a bit different. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But no, if it's, I mean, we'll be getting them anyway. So it doesn't bother to us. But we've, as a, if you go down to a neutral standpoint, the latest they've ever had somebody save up 500 pounds before lunch, five, 600. Yeah. Some people need to think about how they're getting this money. Some people don't they have might. five, six hundred sitting in the bank. No doubt. No, price is a huge factor. And I think, again, that goes and even more than it normally is because of the pandemic we're sitting through, especially, you know, Dutch, I, I don't have a good image of what it's uh, how bad it's gotten in the UK in terms of uh, the economy over there. But in terms of US, which is the bad. biggest market for these consoles. <laughs> yeah. And UK is like, you know, when you take UK as a whole, right? Or um they're they're one of the big markets as well but the north american market is crushed right now i mean our economy is in shambles um, if it wasn't if it wasn't for companies like amazon there would be nothing continuing to really get to people okay i mean little little electronic stores like uh, we've got a pc world slash curry's which is your equivalent i think of something like gamestop okay uh, and I mean, I can type in to try and find a TV to get delivered here. And no matter which area of my entirety of the Northeast, which is, say, 50 to 100 miles in diameter, yeah, I cannot get a delivery. Wow. No, I can't get a TV delivered. I will have to physically go and drive somewhere, potentially 30 to 40 miles away to get a TV. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it just accentuates the point, right, that right now, more than ever, families aren't you know going to be like okay i've got five hundred dollars to spend or 500 quid to spend on on a new console and like you said dutch with playstation especially it doesn't end there 500 plus your games plus if you want an extra controller to play co-op plus you know anything else to go along with that you're talking you're talking seven you're talking seven eight hundred launch for playstation yeah Yeah, if you want a few games yeah xbox xbox is just console that's it sorted or not even that yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have that. Exactly, that really. not even like that. Fifteen dollars, and now I'm in. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a very. And I mean, we, we know that they're not going to be putting uh, Series X's into the servers for XCloud until middle of next year. Right. So I think you'll not see the difference really on the XCloud capabilities till then. Yep. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to play the games. They won't be to the same fidelity as Series X, um, yep. but they'll be they'll be good. It works well, and I mean, especially during now, I think it's, it's xCloud launch in September. September, yep. Yeah, so I think then you'll see even more streamlined. Now, I've been in it for months now since the, the original, original, original flight, so yeah. I've seen it. And it's 
even then, like there's been games on XCloud and Dan, if you've been playing it, I don't know if Ains has been playing it. Yeah. But yeah. the game, the game list has been as well as just playing games that are in Game Pass. There's been games that have dropped in there that haven't been available for free on any of them, whether that be games with gold or console. I mean, um, which was the the uh, the fighter pilot game? I've forgotten the name of that one now. Ace Combat. Ace Combat Seven was on yeah. XCloud from the start, and that was it was never even an X in, on Game Pass or anything. And I went on to say, "Oh, is this in Game Pass?" Because I've been playing it on XCloud, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't. It was still like 30, 40, 30, huh. 40 quid on the on the. So yeah. it was there's games that go on XCloud that aren't on Game Pass. I wonder so if it's just something they wanted to test, maybe you know, yeah. some type of. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been using XCloud. I, um, we did a uh, interview with uh, Bill Stillwell, who was part of the original XCloud team last year at E3, and um, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, fascinating tech. So we'll see what that looks like. But it, we didn't even touch on that, right? That's a whole other thing that you get with kind of the Xbox ecosystem is my word of the month, I think, I keep using. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, so we should, at least here, you would think probably in the next two weeks, we'll be talking about price. We'll be talking about date. We'll be talking about launch games, hopefully. Um, but, you know, with the state of game development right now, because of the pandemic, it actually won't surprise me to see games get delayed, you know, from launch into next year, you know, as late yeah. as September, October time. It, it just might happen. Mm. So we're not even going to talk about uh, the whole halo debate that's raging right now yeah, due to the campaign yeah. reveal Come on. So, no we're good um they've already we'll, we'll very very quickly touch on that the team yeah, have already on. come out and, and said specifically we agree wholeheartedly that that needs to look better by launch and it will do yeah yeah i love the way they addressed it they came out they, they've owned everything right they own craig as yeah. much as last last week we had you know the craig things going everywhere um <laughs> actually dan you know i was <laughs> I was looking at this one and I was kind of laughing because it says, you know, Phil, get me out of here. And sure enough, what happened this week? Um, you know, the conversation shift to free to play multiplayer and um, and 120 FPS. And look, it, they shifted the narrative, right? It's done. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the thing. You've got to embrace that kind of stuff instead of running away from it, you know, and, and tackle it head on. Because, yeah, because that it quiets that other side down, you know, the people that are yelling like, Oh, look at this. And then you're just like, you know what, here we go. And I think that's like the worst, you know, the worst thing for the whole Twitter thing, you know, is, is, is getting upset about this kind of thing. And it, it yeah. is fantastic. I mean, <laughs> he's everywhere, man. Yeah. He's awesome. I just ordered a shirt with him on. So. What's oh up? my gosh. Yeah. Um, did you order that one? I sent you the link to it. Yeah. Oh my God. Even though that guy had me blocked. I had to find him in a different account. <laughs> I don't even know what I did. All right. Stay tuned for Craig's shirt here in the near future. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, that's the point, right, is you just come out and you, you tackle it head on. Um, they've done the right thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we're going to get into a rant in a minute, so I'll save that. Real quick, before we uh, move on to that, though, I did want to touch on Avowed. We, we uh, got some details of that. We ran an article this week. Uh, details that we believe to be true. Now, as with everything else, right, Obsidian didn't come out and give these details. But – we kind of track down where they come from, who's kind of giving the information, and they seem to be um, kind of valid. And so just get your guys' thoughts on this. I mean, the thoughts are probably pretty straightforward. It sounds fantastic, but I figured I'd share them with the with the audience anyway. So Avowed, so Obsidian's AAA RPG that they've been wanting to make. Uh, full open world with a focus on density. Sorry about that. Focus on density of areas. 
uh, including major cities. Yeah, <laughs> including major cities um, and iconic landmarks in those cities. Yep. It's going to have a full real-time weather system. It's going to have uh, very, very large-scale bosses, they said. And so I uh, don't really know what that means. I don't know if they're thinking, you know, if this is a first-person RPG, if they're thinking like Dark Souls style, where it's just massive, you know, on the screen, or who knows. Um, very detailed character creation suite, including, uh, you know, numerous classes and customization. And similar to uh, Pillars of Eternity, there will be companions in the game as well, though they'll function differently than in, in Pillars, uh, including dynamic dialogue and AI um, reactions as well. So I don't know if that means like, you know, more advanced kind of decision trees, those types of things. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, a mod system as well. So full mod support, including on Xbox as well, on Series X, along with PC, which, uh, you know, the Skyrim modding community is off the charts. It's probably one of the oh, most yeah. modern games. So thinking about that type of support is uh, could be really impressive. So as soon as I saw all these details and kind of read through it, I'm like, this is like, this is like dream come true for me, man. Western RPG, open world huge bosses, character creation, you know, a, a world that feels real and the dynamic dialogue, like good Bioware games. I mean, I'm all over this. Yeah, and they've been working on it for a while too, so. Yeah, it's not brand it, new by any means. Yeah, it could potentially come out, you know, not in 2025. So that's that's even better, you know. We 2023? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, See, I, I, they've been I like you say they have been working they have been waiting on it for a while. So I, I, I think it's it's probably a, a tail end holiday twenty one, if not yeah. one twenty four twenty two. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking too. It looks yeah. awesome though. Regardless, I'm ready for it. You yeah, know, this is the kind of game that will you know blow my that'll ball. stop people talking about Skyrim. Oh, yeah, about Elder Scrolls. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the kind of game. This, on, on that these... note, is everyone looking forward to Skyrim on? Uh, Xbox yeah, no. Xbox? <laughs> 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 but I mean, it really, right? If they nail this, like we all think they're going to do, with the talent that Obsidian has and their writers and everything else, right? I mean, this Skyrim is very much a system seller game, but it's a third. Again, we talked like Halo, right? But Skyrim's third party. You can play it anywhere, literally anywhere. Um, this again would be one of those games that's just yeah. you know xbox game studios it's first party um 100%. so it's interesting and as we've said before game pass man game pass just play it on game pass yeah although i'll buy the 900 collector yeah, yeah. Board, I'm sure. <laughs> uh time stamp maker what's up man he said hopefully they add a craig easter egg to halo infinite because For of the sure. meme. I, I absolutely oh, think they will 100 percent. you can count on it um, if you're not aware, Halo has a long history of doing that. Um, yeah, there's yeah. actually a, there was a, a guy who got famous because of a Halo clip who's actually in Master Chief Collection uh, as one of the Marines. They put his face on him, and he actually says something um, out loud that you can hear him say from one of the videos. Uh, they, they've done that for a long time. So, um, All right. So real quick before we get into rants, uh, August. Uh, no, you know what? Never mind. So this is a new section, and we're going to try this. Okay. Dan, are you, uh, did you bring something? Basically, we're at the point where because of everything going on with hashtag Twitter guys is what we call them around here, Dutch. Those guys are on Twitter and just want to argue over everything all the time, um, which we don't get into. But we figured, if nothing else, we wanted to take a couple minutes every episode to just rant about whatever is uh, top of mind for us. So, Dan, did you come prepared to, to rant about anything or are you, are you clear-minded this week? 
<laughs> clear-minded. I'm never clear-minded. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. Yeah, I got something for you guys. All right. Speaking of hashtag Twitter guys. All right. So I apologize in advance if this offends anybody, but I also don't well, get That's why it says rant time. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Here's the thing. We talk about... <laughs> This is going to be kind of, kind of, you know, to what you're the one who said 60 seconds. So you're on the clock. Oh, we put a, do we put a timer? We don't have a timer. Okay. Basically what I want to say is, you know, we sit here, we talk about the fanboys. We talk about the console wars. We talk about all this other stuff. You know what we don't do with these people? We don't engage them on Twitter. You know what we do do on Twitter? We talk about how they're terrible people, which is even worse than actually engaging with them. Because I will see tweets all the time that say, oh, this is so much toxicity, and I hate that goddamn word. There's so much, you know, the fanboys are so bad, and, you know, and I'm guilty of this too, you know, but we can just ignore them and not talk about them and just talk about games instead of talking about fanboys that are talking about something else. It's so far removed at this point. If we didn't have fanboys, I don't think Twitter would exist for gaming. <laughs> that's all people talk about. And they don't, it's not even quote tweeting. It's just, hey, you know, there's some really bad members of this gaming community that, you know, what are you even talking about? Just stop. Stop talking about them and they will go away. And if they don't, who cares? You know, you, I've said it a thousand times. A fire needs oxygen to survive if you deprive it of it, it'll go away. All right. That's it. Just let them go. Don't talk about them talking about your game. You know, <laughs> all these people on here talking about these uh, Halo. No, don't, don't even give them that breath. Don't give them the, the, the space. Even this, what I'm doing right now is counterproductive. Yeah. Um, you're doing exactly what you just said. Yeah, exactly, but that's fine. Yeah, exactly. So just stop. I will stop right now. We're talking about these losers. All right, let them be losers, and you know, because that's how they survive. That's what they want. They thrive on your, you know, you, the the triggeredness of of your responses. The controversy. Stop it. There you Stop go. It. That wasn't bad for our first round. I'm sure these are going to develop into full on blown screaming here matches for an hour and give you even more of these. Things. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Uh-huh. All right, Dutch. I know your first time guest. Anything you want to you want to just get off your chest while you're here. Oh, I, I could go on for a while. <laughs> you don't have to, by the way. There's no obligation. Specific, specific one for me. Kind of, kind of touches on him. It's, it's not just fanboys. It's people that can't let people enjoy specific platforms. If, you, if you're it. a fan of PlayStation, enjoy PlayStation. If you're a fan of Nintendo, enjoy Nintendo. If you're a fan of PC, enjoy it. If you're a fan of Xbox, enjoy it. But you can't these days, especially on Twitter. If you're a fan of Xbox, you automatically get somebody having a go at you for PlayStation. If you if you praise PlayStation, you get someone having a go at you from Xbox. Or you're automatically a fanboy on either. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. no one really uh, haven't really had any backlash from the Nintendo community yet. <laughs> yet. So they're sitting yeah. up here, you know. They're yeah. Like, you yeah. They, they they do their own thing for the yeah. most part. Exa- from for everything they do their own thing, they just yeah. don't get. Uh, so yeah, we sell millions for everything. We never have a game sale on first party, so we always sell them. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. We do Paper Mario, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, but, P- but then you get the PC guys. I mean, they've quieted down a lot recently, but the PC guys are the uh, can be the worst. They can be. Yeah, they certainly can be. Yeah. But all and again, it's all for them. It's all down to specs. Oh my monster PC! Yes, my monster PC. Yeah. That 
the guys with the with the good computers don't blast about having great computers. They just get on with it. Yeah. But they understand the pitfalls of owning a game and PC. Yeah. Like it's not straightforward in any way, shape, or form. The amount of problems <laughs> you have getting anything set up and running is phenomenal. I can yeah. spend and countless times I've spent more time pissing around with settings or trying to get updates working, or a game that I've been playing 20 minutes ago suddenly no longer works. Yep. For no reason at all. Just, yeah, I don't feel like working. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 100%. And the funniest part about that conversation is the fact that when, <laughs> when you look at Steam, the biggest PC client, right, and you, you look at the specs of the actual hardware that people are using, it's like less than 1% have these high-end rigs. You know, the, yeah. the most common graphics card, something like a GeForce 680, it's something from years ago. You know, it just it makes me laugh that everyone acts like they have this $5,000 PC that can run everything at 200 frames when it's, yeah. you know, it's just not the case. It's ridiculous. But even even then, they don't, they're another one, especially when any tech source or any legitimate tech source YouTuber or, or site shows you something that can cannot, be, well, it is, especially now when we're talking about next generation, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and the same. The quality you're getting from these games cannot currently be done on current generation PC. Yeah. Or it cannot be done. Like the showed off series um, or Gears 5 running on Series X at, a, at anywhere up to 120 frames of ray tracing and um, f above 4K ultra settings, which yeah. is what they said. And the show yeah. that running on a 20, I mean, I think it was, was it Austin Evans or something along those lines? Um, showed Gears 5 running on max ultra settings on PC with ray tracing enabled and it was sitting at like below 60 yeah. and like what they've got what they've accomplished on Gears 5 on Series X um, in the short sp space of time is we cannot be done on PC right now it cannot yep. be done and the argument that I've had off the back of that alone I'm like no no you don't understand what is it able to do on, P on PlayStation 5 and Series X right now the capabilities of those consoles is because of the architecture change. You cannot yep. do that on PC. You can spend a fortune on a PC right now, unless you're getting three 2080s plugged in with 64 gig of GDDR5 and uh, five, well, a two, even a 2 gig SSD. You're not getting close to the capabilities of Series X. You need to really pump thousands and thousands of pounds in to get the same output, and it's pointless. It's pointless. It's that argument is a no a no go right now. Even going into next gen to get the same output, you're still going to have to spend a minimum of fifteen hundred to get a five hundred consoles worth of performance. Yeah, yeah, the performance out of the box on the consoles is no doubt, no doubt. So, see, you got into it. There's a couple yeah, topics. Yeah, that was good. What <laughs> <laughs> you, Ed? What do you got? Uh, yeah, what, you've got. what grinds your gears? Yeah, what grinds my gears? Uh, gears is a good one, though. That's for sure. I had that uh, debate with someone last last week, actually. It's funny you bring that up, that uh, one of the guys we've had on our show, Enrique, was like, you know, Gears 5 on PC. And I showed him. I said, the Coalition themselves have shown that Gears 5 on Series X is already running beyond ultra spec, like you just said. They've shown it. It's literally right here in the Unreal developer. And, uh, yeah, he got quiet real quick. Um <laughs> So, but he obviously didn't realize. He said, "Have you played it on PC?" I said, "But that's not the point. The developer themselves have put here. It is right. You can argue with the coalition if you want to. I'm not going to argue with the devs." Yeah. Um, so uh, my rant is really around: can can we just let 
developers finish their games, please. We heard it about Last of Us. You know, Last of Us, we get into, when was it supposed to originally release? February or something? Originally, originally. Then it moved to May. Then it moved to June, right? And it was like we heard about crunch and, you know, turnover and the game's a disaster. And, uh, you know, it's going to get delayed. And it did get delayed. And all these things. And all we hear is complaints and complaints and complaints. Then the game comes out. And regardless of what you think about it, that game, you know, whether you agree with the Metacritic scores or whatever, it sold millions of copies. It's super popular. Yeah, the production values are incredible. Um, it's a beautiful game. And there's a lot of superlatives that can be used for, right? And we covered all that before. But Halo Infinite's the latest. And of course, that's what I'm going to rant about. It's just like, yeah, it didn't show this ultra spectacular showcase that everyone wanted to see and had expectations for, for Halo, myself included. But for God's sakes, man, we are several months still from release. The builds from previous, they came out, like Dan said, and acknowledged they still have work to do let them finish the damn game and people stop acting like developers. You're not a developer. Let them yeah. work. For God's sakes. They're like the game doesn't look finished. No shit, it doesn't look finished. You know why? It's not finished. <laughs> it's not that hard of a concept. Try yeah. to be crazy. All right, I'm done. That's that's the most you're gonna get out of me today. All right. I, I agree apart oh. from there's this one thing on this one thing on that topic. Go for it. Game development in general is hindered massively if that game developer is, uh, no, I wouldn't say a PLC company, but has shareholders. Oh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, for 100%. sure. 100%. Yeah. Square Enix is the epitome of, of games being delayed till the, the end of time and chopping and changing <laughs> development processes. <laughs> They're worse, the worst. Final Fantasy, which we love, thankfully, but Final Fantasy 15 is the worst example for that. That's a 10-year development cycle. Yeah. And three people, three main developers were working on that game. Yeah. And it swapped hands that many times throughout. It started to get diluted a bit. You didn't know who was actually developing for it anymore, who was working on it, who was in charge of it. Yeah. But eventually came out. But it's it's big game companies like that are the only ones I don't feel sorry for. It's 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 a shareholder based agreement. Yeah. They they end up pushing games out well before they're finished because it's it's not because of fan pushback, but because shareholders need it out, who want it out. Well, and then you have the executives like we heard of Ubisoft, who was just, you know, the one guy who basically had his own control over whether or not a game released. Like a company that big with that many people working, this one guy who doesn't even sound like a gamer can say, no, I don't like that. You know, he's the one who came out and said that um, uh, uh, Odyssey is it? Alexandria, what's the Odyssey, the lead character in Odyssey? Dan, the girl, Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra basically said they had to have a have a guy option because you know lead females don't sell. Like, oops. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's that kind of guy. Um, it, it's just yeah, the, the the corporate piece of game development it can be very maddening. I think. All right. So we got a lot of games coming out in August. I figure it's August 1st today, and uh, I just took a look for the hell of it this morning, and uh, I didn't realize, actually, that there's uh, quite a few games coming out before we get into the fall rush. So real quick, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC next week, August 7th. If you have not played Horizon Zero Dawn, or if you don't own a PlayStation 4, play the game. Okay, pick it up on PC. It's an awesome, awesome game, one of our favorite new IPs of the entire generation. And uh, from what we've seen on PC, it's going to be you know even better, right? It's going to it's already a stunning game on PS4 yeah. Pro. So on PC at higher frame rates and higher fidelity, um, I can only imagine. I kind of want to see it myself. Um, 
Flight Simulator, speaking of high fidelity games, Flight Simulator, wow. yeah, comes out August 18th and, uh, you know, just looks absolutely incredible. All the preview articles that came out over the past couple of days have just said this is a, it's a wow moment of the generation. You know, this game is... Yeah. Digital Foundry did Digital Foundry posted it and said that is a, that is the, the, the next generation leap. It is well yeah. above and beyond. Yeah. And it's, you know, because it's a whole other topic again, but it's all because of the processing power it's using off the cloud. And it's just a fascinating, fascinating game. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, right after that, you've got the AAA big budget Battletoads release. August 20th, Battletoads is back. So this does look like a fun game regardless. It's uh, it's actually very pretty in real life. Uh, it's very, It looks like a, a vivid cartoon when you see it. But yeah. um, that's coming August 20th. PGA Tour 2K21 on August 21. Um, you know, sports title Madden, of course, August 25th. Dan, you buy Madden? Of course. Yep. <laughs> I know what you just, expect. You're just as bad. You're just as bad. No, I do it. Yeah. Um, you and then I know you're playing. Go ahead. I still don't know if it's a button presser. You know, if it's got the button press swing. Oh, yeah. On PGA, I'm, you know, we've said the same thing, right? If they don't yeah. have a, the three button press, they're not buying it. Tell me why Dan's yeah. uh, most anticipated game of the year, August 27th. Out. And, <laughs> and then Wasteland 3. I think a lot of people are, uh, maybe not a lot, but I think uh, Wasteland 3 is being slept on a little bit. comes out August 28th. And, you I'm know, already that got was that pre-downloaded. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and it was supposed to come out early in the year, um, but I, you know, they got more time, more budget, and they've commented several times, Brian Fargo from In Exile has, around uh, you know, just the, how much better they've been able to make the game with extra time and, and uh uh, money, of course, from Xbox Game Studio. So I'm actually looking forward to that one, especially it comes out at a good time, too. So comments on those guys, Dutch. Uh, any comments on those releases, along with what are you currently up to? What are you currently getting into? Uh, currently, Ghost of Tsushima. I was actually playing Rogue Company for quite a while last night. Okay, uh, yeah. Re- that's a really fun game, really really easy to get into, specifically if you if you like an Overwatch, but more of a first-person shooter kind of-esque very yeah. very it's it's one of them games and there's not many of them these days where you can just jump in for a quick match 10 15 minutes jump back out again if you need to you just got yeah. a quick game to jump into but it's really quick easy uh, a couple of characters quite a cheap game it's like 11 pound on the store um so nice easy one to get into so yeah had had about two three hours on there last night that was really good, good nice. fun. Uh, and then master chief collection be jumping back yes. into that again recently nice uh, i've been playing playing through reach on co-op um, that's the, surprisingly, I thought I'd completed all of the games, but I haven't. Reaches the last one that I hadn't completed from the Master Chief Collection. Okay, so yeah. I'm getting that one, getting that one ironed out before Infinite, and then <laughs> maybe it's another play, another playthrough of uh, of Halo Five or Halo Four or something before it comes through. Yeah, um, for Infinite. Um, other than that, um, I am really looking forward to. to Flight Sim. I've uh, discovered okay. via Digital Foundry's uh, Digital Foundry's video that Flight Sim is going to work perfectly fine on my computer, so I'm happy with that. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a GTX 1060, so I'm not the most forward okay. of uh, of, but it's uh, I've seen it run on high, high at uh, near near 60 frames, so I am happy. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do me fine. That'll do me fine. <laughs> yeah, the, requ- the requirements aren't as crazy as I think people have been led to believe, right? Because of the images and stuff. Um, yeah, of it's, course, it's, you can run it at super high fidelity, but I think that the standard requirements aren't aren't anything nuts. Yeah. Well, they did mention there. They said that the the best 
to play it on is 1080, 1080p upscale 4K or 1080p upscale of 1440. Okay. Uh, at uh, at high settings, you don't. He said the the jump between high and ultra isn't massive. Okay. But the jump between medium to high takes away some of the actual realism about it. It's, it starts looking more like a game and less like a photorealistic game. Okay. Okay. So Interesting. Yeah. Their recommendations to play that game, well, used to play the simulator on high settings, at least high settings, because then it looks more like a, an actual realistic simulator than it does a game. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, I haven't watched um, that video yet, but I'm all about it. I can't. So I can't wait to jump into that. I've, uh, that's another one going back to the very beginning of the of, of the uh, of the podcast, talking about what we were playing and what got us into gaming. It's, flight sim is one of them things because my dad worked in the airline industry. Sure. Had all of the flight sims since day dot. Had the force feedback controls. Had nice. all of the pedals and everything to go with it. So it's always been fond memories of that. So can't nice. Wait. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's really cool to see him bring it back. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it too. This PC here, I actually built earlier this year, so it's actually pretty powerful. Um, didn't really build it specifically for gaming, but uh, it's still pretty high end and uh, got the ultra wide now. So running 1440p, Sweet. and yeah, I can't wait to, to see what that looks like. Dan, I think Dan, Dan, did you get your um, flight controller? I did. I've got the Hotus sitting there. Oh, yeah. go. I'm super That's pumped for awesome. it. Um, I got that for basically that. And then I'm gonna probably play some more Ace Combat on it. I probably played through half of that game uh, yeah. for the PS4 though. But I also have it for that because of the VR. I want to try that out. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, Squadrons is coming, so it's gonna work on that too. So I'm pretty pumped for <clears throat> Flight Sim. I want to see how it is. I want to you know land on my house if I can do that. You know we're gonna see how well that is. I mean we're just like down my street. A lot of trees though, so it might be an issue. Try and crash into my pond. Yeah, I'll just come. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just do the whole, you know, the, the the one in the Hudson. What was that guy? I can't remember. Anyway, Sully. Sully. Sully, you get out of your Sully moment. I'm gonna, <laughs> I've been playing Ghosts again. I played through it once. I'm playing through Kurosawa with the Kurosawa mode on. Uh, it's oh, nice. Um, so I wanted to, you know, kind of get that whole experience. Um, still awesome. Like I said, it's probably my game of the year right now. Um, but I've also been playing Carrion. With, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that game, I, I hate those, like, 16-bit, you know, little. Stop it. This game is awesome. It's so good. It's, it's kind of like a reverse horror game. You know, you get to play as yep. the monster. So, and, and it's hilarious because, like, you're running around, you know, with this giant symbiotic blob and you're reaching out and like grabbing people by the legs and like ripping them in parts and pieces and eating them and, yeah, and the more people you eat the bigger you get yeah it, oh really that's awesome yeah. Gosh, i love it you know and, and i i i haven't played a game like that that i've found that enjoyable for a really really long time so i'm gonna i want to finish that this weekend it's so good so yeah. okay yeah i've seen ton of people talking about it and i downloaded it um, but I've been playing, um, so I've been playing Halo 5 in co-op again to go through it again, uh, which is a stunning yeah. game on the 1X now with the update they made. I mean, it's gorgeous. Um, so I've been playing that in co-op and playing Halo uh, Combat Evolved for the retrospective. I mentioned that last week. But then Game Pass, man. Yeah, I started playing The Tourist, which we talked about, which was a Switch game. It's just I've a just little... downloaded, literally just downloaded that. I haven't played it yet. It's pretty charming if you like the type of game, of course. It's a small game, but the art style is really cool, and it, it's just a simple... It's one of those games you just sit down and don't have to think too much about. You know what I mean? You can just play it. Um, and I downloaded Neon Abyss based on King's recommendation last week. Neon Abyss is like a... Um, 
it's like a shooter roguelike. It reminds me of Rogue Legacy, but with shooter mechanics. Um, nice. Enjoying the hell out of that. And then uh, I have Carrion downloaded too, because I've seen so many people talking about it, but I haven't played it yet, but it sounds hilarious. It's awesome. Really good. I don't know if it was supposed to be hilarious, but it's like unintentional. But, oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. See, uh, you can just scream at, scream at people like running around the place and, and make them scared, and they're screaming, running away, but then you just grab them and smash them around. And, yeah. I, I got it. I'll just, give it a try. It's just silly fun, but you, it again, it's it's reverse because it's reverse role. No one's in a reverse role where you're the monster and you're the one doing all the murdering. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's awesome. So Dan, I'll give that the uh, the hashtag meaty. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I've got to check that out. Then I, I saw uh, the I think it was the developer said that you know they've sold over a hundred thousand copies of it, which for a small developer, small game is very exciting. And then they said they've already has several hundred thousand people playing it from game pass so that's just it's got to be awesome you know we interviewed the guy who did uh hyperdot uh several weeks ago and um you know he said that uh he, he looked one time and there was like 150,000 people playing it because of game pass and he's just like that was he you could see like the happiness on his face just knowing he's a single guy made this little game and you've got you know 150 200,000 people just playing your game it's uh it's pretty cool so yeah very cool. Well, with that, I think we're going to head on out of here, guys. Uh, it's been a lot of fun having you on, Dutchman. Uh, yeah, good yeah, to finally get much. to talk with you. And, You're welcome. Uh, thanks for having us on. Of course, man. Uh, I, I tell all of our guests, we, we're, we're actually, I don't know, Dan, it seems weird like we're picky with our guests. We, we don't just invite <laughs> anyone on to, to play, but um, to talk, okay. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we, we, well, you know, we want you want quality. no hashtag Twitter guys. Yeah, we don't want Twitter dudes. Yeah, we don't need that garbage. Yeah, keep it out. Very true, very true. So no, it's been a pleasure, Dutch. Good to finally kind of talk with you properly about gaming. Yeah, uh, won't be the last time. Huge congrats on uh, starting your own podcast, and uh, why don't you give a shout out to everyone on where they can find you and and uh, when they can catch the show? Yeah, certainly. So the show is every Wednesday, as you mentioned. It's two p.m. Central. Uh, that's uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. GMT, or 9 p.m. Central Europe. That's every Wednesday. Um, it is on the Wondering Dutch YouTube channel. It is called Midweek Mix-Up. Um, it's just started. Um, this uh, going on to a third episode now, coming up this Wednesday. Um, but I have also done a developer interview with the uh, ID at Xbox game, Song of Iron, very recently. I saw that. That game looks awesome, awesome. by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little fun fact. He very alluded to it quickly, kind of throughout the 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 interview, but he did work on Halo Five. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he's currently working on not only that. This is again props to him, but he's working on his uh, another big AAA title in the background as well as working on Song of Iron. Wow. Um, so he's ultra busy right now. He's and Andy's <laughs> Andy's in lockdown, so he's got his own uh, setup for for doing that, and then a setup behind him for working on the. The big developer. <laughs> a busy guy. Yeah. Um, I've got a straight after this, actually, straight after this, I'm jumping in doing a community podcast um, cool. with a guy called Xbox Jesus. So essentially, yeah, I'm, I'm, every two weeks, I'm going to be doing an interview with some of the more positive members of the gaming community. So the yeah. ones that don't get involved with fanboy rubbish. Awesome. Um, people that, regardless of whether or not it be um, going through. Uh, difficulties or disabilities or anything like that. People that really just push that aside, battle on through, and spread positivity. 
Um, so I'm looking to really get suggestions more from the community on who they think deserves to be interviewed for Community Spotlight. Uh, okay. and have a little spotlight on them and give them a bit of praise for a change instead of the other way around. Cool. All right, you guys heard it in uh, in chat, and if you catch the show later, reach out to Dutch, find him on Twitter, Wandering Dutch, and uh, you know I'm sure there's quite a few people that I've talked to because uh, we've you know we very positive here and a really good community, and, and shout out to you guys in chat as always. Uh, love having you guys here every week, and um, so yeah, there, there's I could definitely give you a few names as well, so we'll talk. Um, but there there are you know as much as we complain about the everything we complained about with the hashtag Twitter guys and stuff. There are a lot of good people in the community who do good yeah. things and really spread kind of cheer for lack of a better word um, and keep it real. So uh, that's cool. Really enjoy yeah. it. All right, Dan, what do you got? You're on He's mute. By the way. You're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sure enough. I had, I had somebody walking through. Huh. Um, Twitter, D. Rodriguez, WDSC of Season Gaming. I just got the Ghost of Tsushima review up on the website. I also have an article that was uh, not approved by N4G. Go fuck yourselves. That was my little... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, check it out. It's, just, it's more of a, you know, lighthearted, you know, take on the, you know, what Xbox and PlayStation are doing uh, and what they have to do to, you know, for next generation that I would like to see, you know, it, it's like you said, it's kind of got my humor and, you know, people apparently, you know, don't appreciate that. Um, at certain no, places. I think people do. People yeah, at N4 I, don't, but they don't yeah, appreciate don't. anything worthwhile. No, they, that, yeah. Just, you know, shout out to Chris. <laughs> That's what I got to say for you. I don't really give a shit anymore. Um, but anyway, I mean, go check it out. It's, it, it's funny. You know, I wish I would have waited one day now because the free to play halo stuff launched right after <laughs> happens anytime you write a piece man trust me yeah Boom. just Every time. just your look yeah it is, it is what it is but it's fun it was fun to write that was all that mattered to me you know I, yeah and, and that's that's uh, hopefully i'll i'll have a, a review up next week uh after we do the avengers thing i'm probably gonna write an iron man vr review it, it okay. was one of those games that just you know it was so fast and it was kind mm -hmm. of you know you know, it's really, really small. It's going to be like, a, I don't know, an eighth as big as my last one. So um, it, there's not much to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, check us out, man. Come in on Saturdays, you know, if you're here, enjoy the show. Go check out Dutch's channel. You know, it's yeah. we're growing, man. It's a good time. Cool. Yeah, good Thank times. Good times. And for the for – the <laughs> For the a little bit of context, I was actually going to rant about it, Dan, but I decided not to because we don't really call out specific outlets or people. But uh, uh, yeah, I know you will. Um, but yeah, N4 uh, N4G is a site that uh, is a gaming aggregate site, meaning they take articles from all around the industry and then you know publish them out. But they are horribly, horribly run, uh, incredibly biased, and there's a just a, it's an absolute shit show. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> I could rant for like an hour about the way they manage things over there. It's it's disgusting. So anyway, Dan was referring to his article being up and basically the admin saying, I don't agree with this. And he literally took it off the site because he just didn't agree with it. So, um, yeah, it's bizarre. Absolute bizarre community over there. So anyway, thanks as always. Chat, you've been awesome. Dutch, good chatting with you, yeah, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you, chat. Yep, and we will see you next week for episode 117, the three-hour Halo blowout, right? Halo special, the Master Chief edition. <laughs> All right, see you next Saturday, guys. <clears throat>